So like Scott said, my name's Sherry, and I'm your Connect Pastor here at City Church. And I get really, really fired up about getting people connected. And that's what we're all about here at City Church. We want you to courageously connect with both God and others. If I can say this another way, we want you to belong. And belonging has been my battle cry recently. It's what God's put on my heart. It's what I pray for most passionately when I pray for my two young children and for my husband, Wes, and for myself and even for you guys. Because belonging is incredibly important. And deep down, I think, I think that we all, we all get this because we've all felt the pain of not belonging before. Right, it starts out kind of early in life when the neighborhood kids maybe don't let us play in their treehouse with them. And it gets more and more serious as we experience true pain and true pain and disconnection in our lives and rejection. Now, something that you guys should all know about me is that most of my schooling is in psychology. And the reason most of my schooling is in psychology is actually rooted directly in my pain of not belonging. So I'll unpack that just a little bit. I went to a very small uh, Christian college. And when I first got there, I was fired up. All right? I knew that God's call in my life was uh, to be in ministry. And so I was ready to change the world. I was ready to help people. I wanted to, to take difficult things and make them accessible to people. I wanted to stand in front of you like I am right now to help you guys on your, on your journey. That's what I wanted to do. And I found a lot of people to fit in with there at school, others who wanted to change the world, others who wanted to help people. But I would always get this funny response from people when I told them that I wanted to be a pastor. I remember literally on multiple occasions, I would say that I wanted to be a pastor and people would ask me questions like, well, wait, do you mean you're gonna marry a pastor and then like serve with him? I mean, I guess those guys need wives too, sure, but that's not what I meant. And so I learned very, very quickly that it was much easier to kind of stay quiet about that part of my calling, to maintain my fitting in. But when you're in college, your classes start to get more and more specific to your major as you move on. And so one day I had to walk into a pastoral ministry class. My professor looked at me and he asked me if I was in the wrong class. I said no. And then he proceeded to spend the rest of the semester explaining to me in both word and action that I didn't belong there. The icing on the cake was the last day of the course. We took a field trip to this professor's church, right? And what we were gonna do is we were gonna do this like practical exercise. We were all going to um, baptize this church's children's minister over and over again as like a practical thing, I guess. So we didn't like drown someone the first time we tried to baptize them. It's harder than it looks. Um, and so everyone's kind of dunking this poor children's minister over and over again. And when it's my turn, I walk up to the side of the tub and my professor, he kind of yells over the chatter going on in the room. He says, enjoy this, Sherry. It's the only time you'll ever get to do it. The men in my class erupted in laughter. And the worst part about it was that I believed him. And I was so totally heartbroken. I didn't fit in with those men. And if I didn't fit in, then I almost certainly didn't belong 
in ministry, I must have gotten it wrong. I made the earliest possible appointment with my advisor and ended up changing my major the very next day. And that's how I ended up with a degree in psychology because I didn't belong. One of the most painful moments of my life at its core was just the overwhelming knowledge that in that moment I didn't fit in and I didn't belong. And we've all experienced this pain of not belonging. Anyone in this room could tell a story of a time that they didn't belong because belonging is crucial. If you've ever taken a psychology course, one of the first things that they put in front of you is Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? It's this funny triangle that has all the things that you and I need to survive and to thrive in life. At the bottom, all right, at the bottom right, we have all of our physiological needs, things like food, water, air. Next, we have all of our safety needs, things like shelter, protection, Netflix, very basic amenities, right? I got an amen, that was awesome. I didn't get an amen on anything else. (laughs) But the third layer, what may be so surprising to a lot of us is, is that the third layer is actually belonging. Because we all get that we need food, water, air, and things like that. But could belonging really be that crucial to our lives? But neuroscience proves this right every single time. See, when you and I, when we feel as if we don't belong, our brain actually reacts the exact same way as when we don't have things like food or water, right? Our brain goes into literal survival mode. And when our brain goes into survival mode, we start shutting down all non-essential functions so that we can focus our energy on hunting for what what we need. So when your brain feels as if it doesn't belong, right, you start frantically searching the room, hunting for anything or anyone that you might be able to fit in with, y'all. It's like a high school lunchroom or a Southwest flight, right? So your brain is, is searching, it's hunting for anything that it can fit in with while it's simultaneously shutting down your ability to make emotionally mature decisions, right? Because that's not crucial stuff. So while you're trying to find somewhere to fit in, you're shutting down all of your ability to make emotionally mature decisions and that's how all of our dating relationships start, right? It just doesn't work. Our brain gets better than we do. That belonging is so crucial. In my story, when I didn't belong, I went into an emotional tailspin, desperately trying to find anything or anyone that I might be able to fit in with. And that's how I found myself in the social sciences, where my gender was considered an asset and not a deficit. For a long time, Psychologists thought this need to belong um, could be kind of that scratch, could be itched if we simply were kind of superficially connected with others. Like if we could find a couple people that we kind of fit in with, then that would fix it. But we had to start thinking about it differently as connection went up exponentially in our society and our sense of belonging went down drastically. See, back in the day, you were lucky to find one person who was the same kind of weird as you, right? Now you can find whole groups of people that are the same kind of weird as you online, all right? It's fitting in in a flash. But what we're finding is that fitting in isn't belonging. In fact, the research would show us over and over again that fitting in is in fact the greatest barrier to belonging. So some groups of middle schoolers across our country were asked to to tell the difference. They said, what is the difference between fitting in and belonging? And this is what those middle schoolers said. They said, belonging is being somewhere 
that you want to be and they want you. Fitting in is being somewhere that you want to be, but they don't care one way or the other. Belonging is being accepted for you. Fitting in is being accepted for being like everyone else. And if I get to be me, I belong. If I have to be like you, I fit in. Fitting in begins and ends with fitting a mold. But belonging is different. It's bigger, it's bolder. And when we can really grasp it, it changes everything. So how can you and I belong even when we don't fit in? The Apostle Paul is one of the most prolific writers of the New Testament, and he understood the key to belonging. So some background on Paul, Paul was Jewish. And throughout Paul's life, he had developed all of the credentials necessary to fit in to the Jewish culture. And he was all about fitting in. Y'all, Paul was basically a mean girl. All right, and if you haven't seen Mean Girls, just you're missing out, all right? So Paul was basically a mean girl, except he wasn't just not gonna let you sit with him if you weren't like him. He was gonna seek you out and he was gonna harass you and perhaps even harm you. Why? Because you weren't like him. Because you didn't fit in. But then Paul met Jesus. And it changed him radically. And as a result, Paul began to travel the world telling others about Jesus. But what made Paul unique from others that were talking about Jesus was the fact that Paul was called to share this good news with Gentiles. Now, Gentiles are non-Jewish people. These would have been the people that were most different from Paul. And so when he developed this friendship with the Gentiles, he immediately crossed the line in his Jewish culture and he immediately faced criticism and even Paul himself no longer fit in in his own Jewish culture. Yet even though he didn't fit in anymore, he still had a deep sense of belonging and he told us why. Paul wrote in his letter to the Galatians, he said, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So what Paul's saying here is that as important as ethnicity or social status or gender are, if you have a relationship with Jesus, that relationship supersedes every other fact that might help you to fit in and it guarantees that you belong. Because you see, before Paul knew Jesus, he thought that his only choice was to fit the mold, to fulfill his instinctive need to belong somewhere. But after he met Jesus, he experienced a love and acceptance that superseded everything. When Paul discovered this truth about belonging, fitting in didn't have to be the name of the game anymore. He could belong even if he didn't fit in. And so can we. So how is it possible to fit in even when we don't belong, I mean, to belong even when we don't fit in? And how does knowing Jesus help us do this? One of my personal heroes um, is uh, Dr. Brene Brown. And she recently wrote a book about belonging. And she identifies three things that are crucial to belonging. And those three things are having a strong back, having a soft front, and having a wild heart. Three qualities that we see in the Apostle Paul's life because he belonged to Jesus. So strong back. 
A strong back is what allows us to stand on the strength of our convictions, to have a spine, and to stand for what we know is right. Before Paul knew Jesus, his back bent to whatever it took to fit in in his Jewish, in his Jewish culture. But after meeting Jesus, his strong back was unshakable because it was rooted in belonging to Jesus and to doing what he knew was right. Soft front. A soft front has to do with loving others. Because before Paul knew Jesus, his front wasn't soft. It was armored. Paul hated people who weren't like him. And then Paul met Jesus. And his front became soft and he lived the rest of his days loving others. You know why he had such a significant change? Because he had experienced God's love. And the last change that we see in Paul is his wild heart. A wild heart is understanding who you are uniquely. Paul's heart wasn't wild before he knew Jesus. It was caged by all of the fitting in he had to do, by all of the standards that had been put on him. But when Paul met Jesus, he had an incredibly, a tremendously wild heart. And it's what allowed him to lay his life on the line and follow the calling that God had for him and to defy everyone's expectations of him. Belonging to Jesus made him brave. Remember what those middle schoolers said? Belonging is being somewhere you want to be and they want you. Fitting in is being somewhere that you want to be, but they don't care one way or the other. The cool thing is, here at City Church, we want you. We don't want you just to simply have to fit in. We don't want you to be trapped in that cage. We're about people belonging because belonging is bigger, it's bolder, it's more powerful, it's life-changing. And when we really, really can grasp it, it changes everything. And it has nothing to do with being the same and everything to do with love. But more importantly, you don't have to, you don't have to fit in here or anywhere to belong to Jesus. And when we really get that, when we really let that sink in, when we really start to understand what it means to belong to Jesus, then we might actually begin to be able to belong with ourselves. Remember what Paul said? There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Belonging to Jesus supersedes all of our fitting in. And when you don't feel like you don't have to fit in anymore, your view of yourself is no longer caged by what other people think or say about you. You can be you and you can belong to yourself. Because if we can get really real just for a second, most of our beef isn't with the fact that we don't belong with others, it's the fact that we don't belong with ourselves. If you're constantly telling yourself that you're not good enough, that's fitting in, that's not belonging. You have to stop. You've been accepted by the God of the universe. Stop rejecting yourself. One of my favorite poets and activists is, is Maya Angelou. And she would say, I'm paraphrasing some, but she would say, the freedom is when you don't have to fit in anywhere. When you don't have to fit in anywhere, then suddenly you belong everywhere. But she would also tell you that the price is high, but the reward is great. So how do we do this? 
We have to have a strong back, a soft front, and a wild heart. Strong back. You have to know what you believe. You have to know what's most important to you, and you have to hold it tightly. In language that we all get, you have to have a spine. Don't be afraid to live out your faith. Be courageous. Do what you think is right, even in the face of opposition. But if you don't know what you believe outside of your immediate circles, outside of the people that you fit in with, you need to take some time to discover that. Because simply prescribing to the beliefs and the convictions of those immediately around us, guys, that's fitting in. That's not belonging. You can do better. Belong instead. Have a strong back. But never let your strong back get in the way of your soft front. You have to love people. You have to love people, period. You have to love people where they are, for who you are, to facilitate true belonging for others. The trick is that you have to love people more than your preferences. We don't have to look like one another or share each other's beliefs or even agree on anything to belong to one another if we can have a soft front. Armored fronts cannot facilitate true belonging. They'll always keep us from courageously connecting. Strong back, soft front, wild heart. You have to fulfill your purpose and your calling, not everyone else's expectations of you. You have to understand who you are and who you were uniquely created to be. You have to follow your calling. And if you don't know what that looks like, you need to take some time to discover who you are in your wild heart. Simply jumping through people's hoops to meet and meeting others' expectations, fitting in every day of the week. You can do better, have a wild heart. Fitting in is easy, but belonging is bigger. It's bolder, it's life-giving. The price is high, but the reward will be great. So it's already a few weeks into January, right? So statistically, most of us have already dropped our New Year's resolutions. Nervous laughter. Most of us have already ditched those New Year's resolutions. Okay, so let's make a new one. Let's make 2018 about belonging and courageously connecting with one another. Because I know I've spent a lot of my time working really hard to fit in, and I bet you have too. And if we wanna move beyond fitting in and we wanna move to belonging, we have to have a strong back, a soft front, and a wild heart. The price will be high, but the reward will be great. So when I was in college, I failed at all three of these things. My strong back bent in the face of opposition. My soft front became armored as I worked really hard to protect myself from feeling that kind of pain again. And my wild heart became caged by wherever I currently fit in. But God is in the business of redemption. He's redeemed my running away from him and from my calling and I ran far away. And he lets me use my schooling in psychology and in counseling to help people every single day. And he's given me a front row seat to so many changed lives. Y'all, I couldn't be more grateful that that professor nine years ago was wrong. That mock baptism nine years ago wasn't even close to my last. I've been so blessed and honored to get to baptize hundreds of people since then. And the road hasn't been easy. 
but it's absolutely been worth it. And it wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't discovered that true belonging starts by first belonging to Jesus. I also would have never gotten there if I hadn't thrown out others' expectations of me. I could have never belonged with myself. The price has been high, but the reward has been so great. So let's move past fitting in. Let's move past towing the line. Let's move past people's expectations of us. Let's move past our expectations of others and let's find true belonging. The price will be high, but the reward will be great. Will you guys pray with me really quick? God, thank you that we can belong to you. Thank you that we don't have to settle for anything less, God. I pray that you would show each and every one of us in, in this room and everyone watching, God, I pray that you would show us all what it looks like to truly belong and to truly move past fitting in, God. Thank you, God, we love you and it's in your name that we pray, amen.